Hi gang. Hang on, I'm actually going to remember to make you moderators, which is incredible. Yay. <laughs> nice. Yay. I like the music. Yeah, literally playing from my laptop, you know? High tech. We did high it live. Tech. Yeah, very high tech. Okay, <laughs> I can add topics now as well. I'm going to add SEO as a topic. <gasps> nice. Oh my gosh, I... Oh wait, are we supposed to stay quiet during the intro? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hang on. I'm going to do my official... Um, I literally had to write everything down. <laughs> um, hello and welcome to the Web Design and SEO Club Live podcast. This is the third podcast episode for those of you that are listening to the replay. And we are broadcasting live right now on Clubhouse. I'm going to turn that down a little. Um, so we're broadcasting live right now in Clubhouse on Thursday, December 2nd. Um, do join our club as we chat about all things SEO, search engine and web design related, including the latest news. We will laugh, cry and rage about all of the, la- <laughs> <laughs> the latest SEO drama. Um, now, this reminds me, I do need to pin a link. So Cynthia and Joshua, my wonderful co-hosts, will you please introduce yourselves and I will pin our newsletter link for people to follow. Yeah, I, I, I'll go first. Uh, my name is Cynthia. I'm the owner of Digital Bloom IQ, and I help therapists and counselors get found in Google and heal more of the world. And uh, super excited, loving this conversation so far with you guys. And yeah, I, I look forward to this time every week. I'm like, my brain's going to get a little bit of exercise. Uh, so yeah. And my name is Joshua Monhe. I am a senior level SEO consultant and fractional COO. I uh, run a business called Waymaker SEO. Basically, businesses hire me to make a way for them to do their own SEO inside their own business. So not only do they get great SEO results, but they learn how to do it and keep improving. Um, I love this room. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, we're getting more and more formal. I like the intro, uh, Hillary. That was really, really cool. <laughs> Thanks. I had to mute myself. I'm literally eating chicken nuggets. Um, I also <laughs> realized that in muting myself, the music would have just very suddenly and abruptly cut off. So, uh, oh, yeah. It's okay. We'll, we'll put that in the production <laughs> notes and, and add that to the final <laughs> yeah, notes. Exactly. So. Um, if I'm eating dinner, don't mute. I might actually change the time of this because I'm always eating dinner when I'm doing this. Because um, <laughs> it's half it's half six in Ireland. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's 6.30, right? Or is that... Right, yeah, 6.30. Okay. okay. I, some, I think the Germans, when they do a half, they, it's like before, so... Oh, anyway. weird. But uh, yeah, anyway, so I love this room and moderating it and uh, moderating with these folks. And um, you can find me on Clubhouse uh, on Tuesdays, too, doing a SEO Fundamentals room. So thanks, Hillary, for having me here. And Cynthia, always a pleasure to hang out with you. Yeah, that's so nice, Joshua. Joshua, were you on a podcast recently as well? Oh, I... <laughs> you yeah, were, I right? I was. Um, for for Ruth, uh she is a um, consultant for entrepreneurs, and so she interviewed me about SEO and entrepreneurship and how those work together. So it was pretty fun. That's so. super good. I literally didn't have time to listen to it yet, but I definitely will. Oh, don't worry about it. I, you know... <laughs> It, being in marketing, it, it's it's fine because I like raising awareness, but then I don't I don't like putting myself out there. Like I don't know, it just feels weird, you know. Oh, you should. You're. I love the uh, rooms you do here and stuff. It's nice to see you doing podcasts and stuff. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's 
great. Well, I'm doing I'm doing two speaking engagements next next year. So ah, that's yeah, fab. So. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. That is I brilliant. I'm, I guess I'm legit. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. definitely. Like I enjoy listening to you. So I mean, I think a lot of people would enjoy listening to you. Um, <laughs> You guys are biased. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough, enough of me. Let's move on. What, what do we got for this week? We're here to okay. do something else. Yeah. So I did. Uh, so we're going to do the tweets of the week. Um, they are like web design, SEO, and there's one little tech one just because it was big news. So whenever there's big news in tech, I'll just put in the big thing. Okay. Um, so the so I'm going in order of like the oldest news to the newest news. So we'll have the newest news at the end of the show, um, okay. which I always and- do it the wrong way around normally. And I have to say, like the newsletter, um, it's I get to know just before, so I don't. Is is the right. update the core update? Is that? Do, that I think that is completed. I think um, Barry asked somebody on Twitter that knows maybe Danny Sullivan or someone. Okay. And I think it was confirmed that they're completed with that particular update. I haven't followed, so like from what I've kind of seen in the distance, without following it too closely. Um, I don't think it's had any big impact on people, but I could be corrected on that. Um, so I've I've already been hearing grumblings. Oh, okay. But there, I I would say they're from SEOs that, you know, what exactly were you doing there that you got dinged? Mm, so I think yeah. I think people were also annoyed that it was so close to Black Friday, and it just like I think it was like right before something, and I don't know. It's like. Yeah, it's it sucks because you maybe you've been working on something and then suddenly something shifts. But we know that Google always does it, updates, so it's it's not surprising as well. Like surprise, just, they did an update. I think it was just <laughs> yeah. the, the fact that it was a core update. I think that caught a lot of people off guard. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, to be honest, I think I probably said this last week with my poor husband that was like. <laughs> trying to keep up with all the SEO shenanigans. Uh, He was actually really good though. Um, But I feel that it's like the sentiment towards Google is poor. And so, because Danny Sullivan was kind of a bit defensive about it. And he was saying, well, we did the same thing last year and nobody cared. So why do you care this year? was kind of his like a little bit of a defensive um, thing about it. Um, And, you know, I think he missed the bigger point, um, which was that, you know, what's happened in the last 12 months to make people feel more negatively, let's say, towards Google or updates or as SEOs or whatever, or as small business owners that are trying to, you know, grapple with these things. Yeah. Um, I feel like it just kind of went over his head a little bit. Oh, like that's not yeah. his department. The uh, the Department yeah. of Human Affairs, that's, that's their issue. I'm just here to do this. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, but last it was year, a base, I like, think the update mm. was, I was reading that the, up, I, I don't know if this is such a distinguishing factor, but it was like a little bit later. It wasn't so close to this Black Friday, which is the biggest, you know, shopping thing of the year. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Hillary. I think there's like been a bit of a buildup and I don't know, it must be hard sometimes being an SEO, um, like on the Google side of things, because they see things really differently probably than we do, right? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> something was beeping, so I just had to get my husband to like turn every single thing off in the kitchen. <laughs> 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 um, 
I hate that. You know, something's beeping and you're like, is it like, which thing is it? It could you're be like, one of my- like five or six things that is beeping in this room. <laughs> you're like, my house is on fire, but I'm going to keep going with the podcast. I'm going to keep going. It's all about, listen, we have nine people listening to this podcast and they deserve yes. good service. <laughs> yes. So if your house has to burn down for this to happen. <laughs> exactly. Um, actually, I didn't look at the anchor thing. I read out the anchor stats last week. I think we had nine or 11 listeners maybe on the podcast last oh. week. But the second episode only had one. So oh, that was, your yeah. poor husband. Don't let I him know. know the one that he went on. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hopefully, you know, you never know. This might do better. Um, okay. okay, so we're going to go into the, the SEO tweets of the week. And the first one that caught my eye, so we're going oldest to newest, was the Shopify Black Friday Cyber Monday stats. Um, This is really interesting. The link is at the top. For those of you listening on Clubhouse, the link is at the top of the page. So you can actually click in and you can, you know, follow along on the tweets. Or if you want to find out more about anything that we discuss or get the link or whatever, um, it's all there on the newsletter. So... Shopify. Okay, so they put loads of stats out. So they said uh, 2021 was our biggest Black Friday Cyber Monday ever. Together with our friends at Google Cloud, we achieved near perfect uptime while averaging 30 terabytes per minute of egress traffic across our infrastructure. That's a massive. Oh, my God, I don't know what this number is. 43 PB per day. What's bigger than a terabyte? Know. I don't know. But <laughs> I like, don't know either. Yeah, I'm kajillion apparently is not a real number. So. <laughs> so some huge number that we don't know what it is that is referred to as PB <laughs> was there daily. But, you know, 30 terabytes per minute of traffic. That's like insane. Um, and, you know, I'm doing a podcast tomorrow with Cynthia and I was researching CMS systems. Okay, and it's petabyte. Sorry. Oh, petabyte. Okay, cool. I literally never even heard of it. <laughs> it's uh, one with uh, three, one, two, three, four, five, with 15 zeros behind it. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Well, it makes sense. Like, come on. The internet's getting bigger. It's not getting smaller. <laughs> yes. Um, I was researching this, actually, for the podcast tomorrow, and um, Shopify was, like, set up. I think it was, like... Uh, these guys that wanted to set up like a surf shop and they couldn't find any good solution for e-commerce out there. So they like built their own system, but they thought while they were doing it, well, why is it so hard to set up a system like this? Maybe we should build something that anybody could use it and whatever. But it's so funny how these things are uh, come about. I like there's um, a bunch of surfers. That's awesome. Surfers. I think so. I think so. Unless I've mixed it up with another one. Um, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so they just, they have a whole thread. Um, the storefront caching infrastructure serviced 1.8 B commands, billion, and 3.18 PB of data written and 15 PB of data retrieved. Wow. Insane numbers, like I, oh. how they stayed online. Um, so to keep our systems responsive under heavy load this weekend, we processed over 24 billion. <laughs> Yes, with a B. Um, asynchronous tasks using ResQ. Uh, the medium queue time for those billions of jobs was 16 milliseconds. Um, oh it's like what they've achieved is just phenomenal. Um, I just, good I love Shopify them. anyway. Yeah, good for them, right? And good I think for the people that are hosted on them, you know? 
Yeah, I think they're getting better. Uh, I know they've been making some core updates to some of their stuff because uh, they have some like known SEO issues that um, yeah. I've seen that they're working on. So Yeah, good. I've actually... I feel like they've definitely come up because I've been able to get like some blogs and stuff ranked from Shopify websites and I feel like it's after getting easier than it used to be. I feel like even this year alone, they've put a lot into SEO, um, you know, which is amazing. So this is like, you know, a proper like e-commerce system that somebody has full kind of ownership over what they're selling and how they want to sell it. Maybe as opposed get... to, you know, maybe you could go into Amazon or whatever, but with Shopify, it's like it's your own domain, you know? Yeah, and it's going to um, give WordPress a run for its money. I mean, mm. you know, WooCommerce kind of, I don't know, has a lion's share, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, it is. And like it's the thing with WooCommerce and stuff like that, as we always say, or as I always say, when people ask me, like, what should they get? It's like if. If you're going self-hosted and you can't afford to maintain it and update it and have a developer there that's on top of those things like daily um you know you should go with like a managed service like shopify because you know it's going to be updated and it's looked after day in day out and you just pay your you know your usual um subscription fee for it but it's just so accessible and everything it's incredible um so yeah well done to shopify and i like seeing that product grow because you know they've i just like the fact that i can rank it now <laughs> yeah you know they've sense. just they've had such a bad reputation all these kind of managed services for seo and i feel like maybe next year and the year after like those things could really change a lot um yeah, yeah. you know and, they're and, investing and, a lot and i like good comp I, I like the idea of um you know like competition like healthy competition. So, you know, when one product or service dominates or owns a market, it's always problematic. Is that my mic? I think it's mine. Okay. Hang on, it's gone now. Okay, I just can't move. <laughs> so, like, when one when one product or service, like, dominates the market, it, it yeah. makes me nervous because then people don't have a choice and there's really not a good alternative. And so having alternative yeah. basically requires these companies to perform better. So, um I'm glad that Shopify and even Squarespace I saw is stepping up their efforts, becoming mm. more page speed friendly and, and SEO friendly. So yeah. Um, yeah. put pressure on WordPress by all means. I love WordPress. I think it does a lot <laughs> of great things, but I think they need pressure from the market to step up their game a little bit and improve. Uh, so. My brainwashing is complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's awesome. Are they really your thoughts now, Joshua, or has no, that they, been, they like, totally into your are mine. No, I, I am. As we, as you get to know me more, I am not like I'm never a die, die in the wool like lover of one thing, and nothing's ever wrong with it. I, I want to be a realist about any situation. So. Yeah. Um. So the next tweet is, um, this is so cool. Okay, this is a YouTube content gap tool. I know this isn't. I mean, it is a type of SEO. It's video SEO for YouTube specifically, but it's not SEO SEO that we do for like web results. However, it's like um, the redheaded stepchild. It is. It is. And it's when I see them creating this for YouTube, I'm like, okay, well, just give it to us for everything. Like, right. why, why just give right. it for YouTube? Give it to us for absolutely everything, please. Um, so this is an article on search engine land and it's um, YouTube's experimental tool for creators simplifies keyword research. This is for YouTube. 
and identifies content gaps. <gasps> um, so uh, I'm just going to find where's the good like paragraph. <laughs> um, so YouTube Search Insights is an experimental feature that shows creators, creators search data, such as the queries that led viewers to their videos or query data across YouTube's entire audience. It can also identify content gaps when viewers can't find the exact content they're looking for. Um, so there's two, so there's new features that are spread across two tabs in YouTube insights that your that's your viewer searches and then searches across YouTube. Um, it's an experimental feature. It'll give keyword data. That's going to let people hone in to gauge interest across any topic across YouTube's entire user base. Um, and so, yeah, so you're going to be able to literally, they'll give you, it looks like what the content gap is and then if you want to feed something into that content gap away you go i know there's people out there going to be crying because that's how they make their money is by finding those i gaps. know that <sighs> did make me think that as well because i was like wow like the more that google gives away people are, we just we don't we're not needed anymore really <laughs> I know. Um, yeah but there, there'll be people who need to know like there could still be some strategy i agree the tool could give a lot of people some short i think it's good right mm. Um, but there's some strategy behind there and there could be different interpretations of the data anyway. I like to be the devil's advocate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely definitely will separate the people out that can interpret it and do something with it and the people that just are like, here's the data. Yeah. Yeah. Or some people don't even know, like something like the search console, at least least a lot of my clients, they just don't even Mm. like to look at it. I know, I'm just looking at the tool now, it looks, you know, not techie at all, but there could be people or clients who are like, I don't really feel like even looking at this, just tell me what to do and like feed that into my content and marketing strategy. Mm, Yeah. Um, Like I like it because I mean, from YouTube's point of view, you know, they can show people these gaps in the sense that like, oh, people are searching this particular thing and it's in the topic that you are looking at. And we would love to give people great video results for this search that we currently don't have content for. So like from their point of view, it's great because they can just get all this content made to feed the things that they don't have good results for. And not having good results is like a threat to their entire, you know, I don't know, the point of using their tools in the first place is just to find what you're looking for. Um, yeah. So sense. yeah, I think it's clever, clever business sense for that, and yeah. I'm hoping that they will give us something similar. Yeah, like if they build something into Search Console, wouldn't that be incredible? <laughs> uh, the, 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 I mean, they have to pretend like there's some separation, you know. It, the mm, by yeah. by providing the information because you're on the YouTube platform and people are searching YouTube, like mm. you know they're tracking all of that, so that people are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then there's people like us that we know they could do that on, you know, everything else. But they're, I think they're a little afraid to do that because <laughs> then they have to admit that they're actually tracking you more. I don't know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like how much, like, yeah, they'll do it for YouTube because you have to log in and it's like their own ecosystem where, you know, Google is, you, well, you're not meant to be, have to be logged in and you don't have to be logged in to use it. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's how much are they going to give away for that yeah um but i i think if i was like semrush now where like some of those other platforms like the more if google is gonna like give stuff like this 
it is a threat to those kind of third party operators as well, you know. Um, having said that, I think some of those third party tools, they're so kind of they have such a broad like kind of suite of tools that even if it's just showing content gaps, they still have so much other stuff like competitor analysis and um, you know, they can actually literally find an area of content on your website and compare it to a competitor and then show you like how to improve yours versus theirs, you know, these yeah. kinds of things like Google surely will not be going that far to help us that much. Right. Um, yeah, and yeah. they can't really tell you how to beat your competitors. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's more calm. I feel like I don't want to downgrade YouTube SEO, but it is, I, we would say general SEO is a little more comp like YouTube is one ecosystem, you know, you're working with just video, but if you're trying to get into Google, there's so many other factors. There's like the knowledge graph, like hmm. backlinking. It's like this huge ecosystem, which is why I love it because <laughs> my clients like, oh, they find it so overwhelming. And I'm like, it's so interesting. It's connected to everything. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you could compare them side by side, but I agree. I mean, it's interesting to see how they kind of take ownership of these back end tools because they want to empower people to creep to continue creating content. Um, mm -hmm. And it's kind of a win win for them because it just fills in their yeah their content gap, basically a YouTube you know video content library. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good for them definitely. Um, yeah. And it's nice for YouTubers. It's really cool. Like I. Yeah, it's an exciting thing. If you're a YouTuber, definitely take a look at what's coming up in that if you have access to it. Um, so the next tweet, it was from Aaron Sparks. Um, he is just Aaron Sparks on Twitter as well. And it was that 60,000 websites using Cloudflare turned on Index Now. And this was kind of a mm. tool that you can use to like push out your new content to, um, it's been adopted by Microsoft and Yandex. It has not been adopted by Google yet, um, but they made some little noise that like they're, looking I don't know if they even said anything as strong as considering, but like they're looking at it. <laughs> yeah. So um, it would just be a way to tell, basically you can push your new content um, into search engines rather than then coming to you to crawl your website, etc. Um, so Cloudflare have already kind of integrated it into their system. Um, so they're able to see then if, people were using Cloudflare, they can just turn on Index now, which has been built in. And so they've got 60,000 websites using it in less than two months after Index now was announced by Microsoft. So it's, it's an okay amount. I don't know if that's like gonna lead to like mass mass adoption or something. I, um, I mean, they're like, hey, we have a button you can push now to make something happen. And well, yeah, yeah. Of course everyone's pushing the button. I mean, I as an SEO, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's the bot to do it so i don't have to push the button you know yeah yeah um yeah maybe, maybe not the most maybe it's a on. consent thing like um you know even the search console i think doesn't the search console like require you to like once you register it then google starts picking up more data on their end anyway i don't know where i'm going with that but I feel like it might be a consent thing for them to also get, kind of get more quality data from the from that website and just yeah 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 uh, um, I don't yeah I don't know I I had one person she told me um, she hired somebody to put a sitemap together and then submit it on Search Console 
and it took a couple hours. And I was like, but you have a WordPress site. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, what, what does that mean? I was like, well, WordPress automatically updates your site map. Oh, and then no. it, it puts it, it puts it in the place that, <laughs> that Google knows where to find it. So mm. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what, I'm not charging for this stuff. I should be coming up <laughs> with things like. Yeah. But if you don't submit it in the, I, I agree with you, Joshua. Like, I don't know if that on alone, well, it could be something you charge for. But um, if you don't submit it in the search console, you don't get all the coverage reporting. So, but right? It, no, it it uh, it looks for it in a default place, and then yeah. Google and WordPress no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Google sees it. But I yeah. still think the search like there's two different things here, right? We're talking about Google indexing and how Google, you know, basically sees our website, and then the search console is a tool. Um, and I I don't know. I I have never even so- thought about this. Um, I think yeah. that if you don't, sorry, if you don't um, submit the the sitemap in the search console, do you still get like your coverage report yes. and all that? But yes. it's not as like it's still a best practice, right? Because it so it that's like an old SEO thing of like a thousand things you're supposed to do when you do a website, and right. one of them is like sum- submit the sitemap to the search engine. I still do that. Oh God, I still do but, that. Yeah, but the search engines do it, and and. I guess it's a little bit of like queuing it up or allowing it to just happen. So it happens yeah. automatically though. Like if you don't submit your sitemap, WordPress, unless you get a weird program that or a plugin, it puts the sitemap in the format and in the place that Google yeah, can find it no, and it gets picked up. Yeah, no, I understand up. that. Yeah, and, I understand that. I still and, think it's a best practice um, that I would recommend. Um, and actually, funny enough, sorry, we're going on a tangent here. I, I had a client who had a sitemap error, and I think it did impact her rankings. Like, it was almost like Google was like, oh, like, she had some error in the sitemap. I don't know why. We were trying to figure out where it came from. But, um, it we, like, I swear she, lo- like, the coverage reporting Im- was impacted because her sitemap wasn't fully online. So, anyway, the debate. Yeah. Interesting. No, so, yeah, if, if the site... Uh, if the sitemap has a problem itself, totally, and then there are plugins and themes and other things that create other sitemaps, or, or mm-hmm. so, yep. yes, there's definitely some complication that comes from that too. So, interesting. Yeah. I'm superstitious, interesting. I guess, because uh, yes, I do manually. Yeah. Oh, I, do. <laughs> I do totally. I, mean, I do not trust any bloody web crawler to do its job yeah. properly. I will submit no, that stuff manually. <laughs> there you go. It's literally a minute, right? Like, why not? Um, well, apparently, it yeah. took this one guy a couple hours, so I don't okay. know what that was, oh. that was about. Know what was yeah. Right? Padding yeah, okay, that, that I don't agree with. Like, yeah. If <laughs> no, because she could just put in, it's probably like sitemap.xml or something, and the exactly. job done. Yeah. yeah. But wait, she, he only did that, and then he was like, bye. Like, that's it? it he said it took a couple <laughs> hours for him to put the sitemap together and then submit mm. it to the search engine. Oh, God. Okay. Well. I mean, maybe he did a manual sitemap or something, but, but why when there's one there? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like coding line by line, trying to get every nickel and dime out of this thing. Oh, my God. Copy, copy, copying and pasting line by line. Exactly. <laughs> Sending out a crawler to see like what pages are there and then like manually putting this oh big God. long thing together. <laughs> like he really didn't trust the search engine, so he did it line by line. Oh, my God. He didn't even trust the default sitemap, so that was uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
gosh. I feel okay. like our industry. Sorry, just last. Oh yeah, go on. Do you guys feel like SEO just? It's unfortunate. Like I've heard clients just have these horrible experiences like this, and I feel like compared to other industries, there's so much, so much spammy stuff going on. It's, and that's why it's one of the things that a lot of people I've found people just hesitate to invest in because they don't even know like. Yeah, like, is this right? Like, I'm submitting a sitemap. Is this wrong? And there's, there's so many, there's so much evolution of what we do as well. So, you know, it's not bad what he did, but is it worth, you know, to a two-hour task that you know I don't know how much money she spent, but, um, mm. yeah, it's. Uh. I don't, I don't know, but I do feel like it's got a worse. Like SEOs have a worse reputation than like social media people, like social mm -hmm. media marketers. Like I think I we're like, I think we're yeah. like below them. Like oh, we are, we are, we are. But if you judge that by what a client is willing to pay, we are squarely below social media managers. Oh my it's gosh. not fair. We do I know. more. <laughs> I feel like the SEOs, like even you guys, like the amount of knowledge you have, like it's just, it's incredible. And then I'm not downgrading social media. I, I, I like, you know, Instagram. Oh, I will. But... I think it's silly. But, uh, <laughs> just kidding. But it's like, okay, images, you like drag and drop to a scheduler and you like arrange them in a pretty order like come on like you guys can code or like I need to take this quote and just put it everywhere with like Cynthia's name yeah yeah social media management making pretty pictures arranged and dropping in on schedule oh, oh, I just don't feel like it's that hard that's awesome it's not that it's not I don't know <laughs> Don't you guys feel like an SEO? You're kind of like this jack of all trades and there's specialties, right? Like obviously, yeah. but I just feel like the, the range of knowledge is so much more impressive. I don't know, something, you know. Something I mean, I do agree, but obviously I'm very biased. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, like... no, I super agree. <laughs> Okay, um, well, we need we need like a T-shirt now. Like SEOs are better than social media managers. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the problem is we'd have to put a modifier on it. We say some SEOs are better than right. Mm. We have to make it like sometimes... a techie thing. Yeah, some... and then like sometimes we have to work with the social media managers, so that might be awkward. Yeah. Right. No. Mm. No. I. I. Oh my God. <laughs> I love social media guys. Like. I, just, I feel like I don't know. I just you can't take it back, Cynthia. Like, oh no. Okay. That's okay. I'm used to. I'm used to saying ridiculous things. So I totally get what you're saying. Like one million bazillion percent. Um, I can't say why, but like, um, stuff to do with the client. Uh. Yes, I do think social media managers, it depends on, you know, the company um, or the business, but they can be valued much more than what you're doing as SEO. I think the thing is that that's what we're doing now in this room and what we, mm -hmm. we kind of like have to do day in, day out is actually explain like what SEO is, why it's important and all the different aspects to the job um, and your website and how much traffic you can get off your website and stuff. Like people don't even know that. Yeah. Um, I they don't have a clue what traffic they can get off Google. They just think I'm sending traffic from social media and that's it. I think it's a timing issue too. I, you know, the social media and pay-per-click are things that, you know, you can get immediate traction on mm. and SEO, yeah, it, it's, it's harder. It's, it's usually three to, I think the fastest I've seen something is one month only because 
there was a lot of work that was done and a lot of like pent up opportunity and we fixed a lot of things. And so mm. in one month we saw a lot of great results, but I generally it's like, generally it's like three to six months. Yeah. And then some larger stuff, it's a year. I have one client that it was, it was almost a year before mm. we, we got the payoff because it was like, okay, we tapped into the right intent. We tapped into the right traffic and they're getting yeah. leads regularly. So yeah. Oh, it can take ages. And Google is slow. I feel like Google's even slower right now. I don't know why. There's kind of rumors of that as well around Twitter that people feel that the crawler isn't coming as often and it's just slower to kind of rank new content or new pages or new websites hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, well, yeah, I'm, like I'm content because I'm consistently seeing positive results from my clients Same. over a longer period of time. And then all the updates, I have not had any clients get set back because of it or if they mm. did it was like a one day thing like I, I could see a slight dip and then it picked back up like yeah so anyway yeah um it is it's an incredible job and like we know so much about like it's about user experience and it's about like cms systems even though i technically you don't need to say systems again but it sounds wrong um it's about speed, it's about reliability, it's about tracking it in Search Console, it's about content, it's about blogging, it's about long form, it's about video, it's about images. Like, it's the wealth of knowledge that we have. I so agree, like, there's so much to it. Um, and I think, I don't know why, I think it's just that the market that we're in at the moment, it used to be really hard to build a website. We're going on off on such a tangent, but like, it used we to be need so to add hard tangents to build a website. The beginning of the show. So tears. Yeah, I know. <laughs> laughter and tangents <laughs> yeah this is such a tangent but it was so hard to build a website years ago and you had to build like your own content management system from scratch basically and connect to a database from scratch and it was difficult and people understood the skill of that because they couldn't do it but now we're in an era where everyone's being told like you can just do it yourself you can design your own website you can just use this template and you don't need to know anything about web design and you can launch your website and you can um, I'm sure they're probably telling people that they're going to appear in Google, but it's sometimes just not that easy. Um, especially depending on the theme that you chose might be very clunky, very slow, um, yeah. might have had an exploit in it, like we discussed in previous episodes. Might have, you know, you might get hacked, you might, there's just so many things and you know, people are being sold that though. They are being sold that by the companies. You don't need to know anything about web design. You don't need to know anything about user experience. You don't need to know anything. Like you can just click a button and set up a website. And I think. So there's a book. This reminds me of a book that I read. It's called um, Here Comes Everybody um, by Clay Shirky. And basically it's like the power of organization without like formal uh, authority. And basically what's happening is that um, a lot of these things that we used to do, you had to be a professional. Like if you wanted a camera or to take mm. pictures and get it developed, you had to, you had to go through a, a yes. very professional service to do That's that. That's a great example. So things are becoming more accessible by more people and the mm. barriers to entry are lowering. And so like things like websites and S, you know, do your own SEO. I, I get ads mm. all the time. You should be paying $6 a month for SEO. and. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is that, you know? Well, people install Yoast and they go, oh, I did my SEO. I right. have Yoast. <coughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Or, or they take a picture of their food and they post it and they're like, boom, I'm a social media influencer now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel well, seen right now. <laughs> I mean, it is true that, uh, so the these 
platforms that are like, well, you click a button, you have a website. That's true. Like that's what these like something like Wix does, right? You could have some mm. somewhat functional, but the yeah. I think the 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 thing is, and this is the cool part about our job is that it's not just about having a website. It's like okay what are you doing with that now? Like, how is this connected to your business? Like, how are you monetized if you, you know, want to make money off this or monetize it? And how are you actively, you know, getting ranked? Um, and yeah. yeah, you could publish great content and you might get some traction, but there's so much more you could do with that. And I think also a lot of people just want that awareness, like, okay, I'm writing great content, but like, you know what's getting traction or like where can I like more of a strategy right mm. so yeah. it's kind of cool because I I, um, <clears throat> I feel like I became an SEO relatively recently like in the last five years but mm. before that like I know that like with the older updates it was more like just putting keywords in spe specific areas it was more like cold tactical things and now it's much more human centered of like, okay, hmm. let's think about search intent. Like what's the psychology behind this query? And like, hmm. it's more complex, right? And I think that's more interesting than the, okay, copy and paste, you know, yeah, the site map and the thing and you're done. Like, yeah. Um, anyway. I agree. And, and, I anyway. like that it's harder. Yeah. I agree. I so agree with that. I would be so bored of SEO if it was still as easy as it was in the old days. Because yeah. it's just like clickety clack, there we go. Oh, you're on page one, boom. <laughs> like, yeah. And now it is about the actual user experience. It's, and you know, we're not trying to trick Google. We're just actually exactly. trying to give good content to people. Yeah. I think we, we graduated from the tactics, you know, like Cynthia was saying, the, the mechanical pieces, to now we actually have to execute on strategy. And, and mm. so. It's a more mature marketing channel, I feel like, even Definitely. if you compare yes. it to social media it sounds like this is like a social media bash party <laughs> um, but anyway oh google gosh. is yeah much older and anyway there's a that could be a whole kind of topic right kind of co yeah. comparing uh yeah it could and how they work together like um i mean it really could and people should check like what like how much traffic are you getting off social media to your website versus what are you getting from google um, and if your website is actually optimized, you could be really surprised to see the difference in the numbers. Like yeah. you could have literally, you might be thinking I'm sending loads of people to my website from social media. And then the reality in the numbers will be like, oh, 15 people came from social media, but a thousand came from Google. What the hell? I, um, I, I just found that out for a client. They had me do a PPC look at their campaign and they're like, yeah, PPC, it's, it's the one that's generating all the leads. Their organic is actually doing a lot better. Um, yeah. So yeah. I've had to I had to show them like, here's the difference, and you know, you actually uh, one of the results they're actually cannibalizing their organic efforts because they were ranked for a branded term, but mm. now they're paying for it and they're getting traffic on the paid term. <laughs> like oh ugh. lordy. Yeah. So look at your data. I think is what we're we're trying to say here at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Be aware. Yeah. And definitely put SEO up there with your social media in importance if you don't have it already. Um, would Especially if you're paying it. for social media, then you definitely should be paying for SEO at some yeah. at, at some level. Oh, okay. 100%. Let, let's get back to the main... Yeah, let's go 
was such a long tangent. We just got a tangent there for half an hour. Um, That's it. So it's a good I thought tangent, this one. Though. Oh my god, this next one is so funny. I just want to say thanks to Greg Finn because um, I sent out the newsletter. He does the Marketing O'Clock podcast. He is unbelievable. He's so supportive. Um, he gave a shout out to the podcast on his podcast last week what? on yeah on Aww. YouTube. Then today when I sent the newsletter and I haven't even clicked in because it just that little tiny uh, thing came in from Gmail. So I only saw a glimpse of it. Yeah. But it was something like um, great newsletter, Hillary. And then this one he thought was hilarious. Um, so this is the Omicron. I think this is I was calling it Omicron. Like a oh song or something like, oh, my cron. Oh, my This is one of the big reasons why this is one of the big reasons why I like doing this room with you is because you 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 speak English, but it's a little bit different. I mean, so, so do I. So I have, that's the other way. To see it too. So I like these little differences. It makes it fun. Go ahead. So, oh, my cron. Oh, my cron. No. Omicron. Omicron. Like so, you say it like it's all one word. Omicron. OK, I yeah. got it. <laughs> I thought this was so funny because it's so true. So Dan Barker posted this. It's Dan, at Dan Barker on Twitter. And he has website manager says, the good news is we just hit a website traffic record. And he has screenshotted a website called Omicron.com. And I just think this is so true. And I would love to know if they have an SEO and if their traffic is just after going through the roof. Oh and my gosh! <laughs> like how funny. they're going to explain that? Um, yeah. That's so funny. do you know what, Joshua? It goes back to something you said before, which is it's about getting relevant traffic. Yes. You know, That's I think you said something about that before about like negative keywords, almost like yeah, they're going to get loads of traffic now, maybe for Omicron until maybe Google figures out that that's the wrong thing altogether. Yeah. But, you know, is, is it the right kind of traffic? No, probably, I would say definitely, definitely, probably not. That's funny. I yeah. love it. I Somebody's love that. like, oh, this is a good idea. Uh, right, <laughs> let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so this was also hilarious. Okay, become a front-end web developer. I don't know how to describe this to people who are listening only. Um <laughs> Somebody described this. <laughs> so this is Udacity.com. So I don't know. Uh, I guess they do courses. Um, so the course is Become a Front-End Web Developer, a Beginner's Guide. Right. They have a Learn More button underneath. And the and it's all text up. on the button is actually pushed to the right and it's like falling out. And then the actual button background is way to the left. Yeah. And you, are you reading the, the tweets, the retweets below? Like people are like... No, I, I'm not. Go on. What's in them? It says the audacity to make such claims. <laughs> like, because... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That's good. It's oh, just it's how so bad good. the UI could be if you have not learned the front end web development. Not a bug. Working is attended. Oh, my gosh. It's so People good. are cracking up. Yeah. I think um, this is the dark, dark side of <laughs> the, um, this whole, what we were just talking about, like, yeah. you know, click a button, you have a website, uh, you know, things can break yeah. or you don't even know, or people just do things where it's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> I'd love to think that the beginner's guide 
when you click into it that it's like gotcha yeah did you notice that our button was completely fucked up <laughs> gotcha that's your first like, lesson <laughs> you failed you failed the first test you did. Yeah. no um i was thinking because it's it's funny it's because it's a little bit like um i don't i've been doing this for a while so there's this idea of um the cobbler kids run around with no shoes because you know the the cobbler is so busy making shoes for everybody mm. else, he doesn't have time to take care of his own family or his own That's shoes. That's true. And I tried when I first was doing marketing. I was like, yeah, I was consulting people, and somebody was somebody went to my website and was like, your website looks like shit. Like, who are you to tell people to do <laughs> websites? I think and I I'm was like, there for this. No, no, no. They no, said no. that to you. No, like... no, this is when I first started, like 2007. <laughs> Yeah, That's it's so, like bold. Thank you. Like your website looks like shit. Like well, because they they were a seasoned marketer, and they said, "Oh, that okay, okay." Gotcha. The whole idea is that you cannot claim to do something if you can't demonstrate mm. it yourself, and mm. so they called BS on it. So I, that was a lesson that I got learned early. That's the reason why Hillary, I put my website out to that group because I was like, "Hey, yeah. can I get some feedback on this?" But all that to say oh, that poor Joshua, I don't like. <laughs> The one that rubs me the wrong way is like consultants, like the business coaches and consultants that are out there that mm. have no clear call to actions, no clear strategy. Like I can't find anything about them. I, it drives me insane. Yeah. And the people that claim to use social media influencers and followers and are going to teach people how to do it and offer these courses and they only have like 100 followers. Yeah. 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 I've seen that as well. That's a real clubhouse thing as well, I must say. Um. I've seen that on Clubhouse a lot. Like you click through and you're like, oh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm this thing that does all the stuff. It's like, okay, well, then maybe Clubhouse, you're just getting started. But like, go look on yeah. the website and do some research. Like if people, yeah. can't, if people cannot find certain terms, SEO, like in organic searches for my website, they should not hire me. Like, so yeah. there are certain terms that I have to make sure that I'm being found for. So that way, you know, I can show them, look, I can actually do this work. Yeah, and I think you can get really complacent and it is the cobbler's wife thing as well because I set up blogs for people all the time and I, then I blog for them. My own website was completely like abandoned and neglected. And then I kind of just thought like, why would somebody, why would I get any new client that would be like, oh yeah, I should follow her advice. And then they go to my website and like the last blog was like 1998. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like showing, I'm not like following my own advice. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, I've actually been making a, more of an effort on that as well. But it's hard as well because trying to find the time and stuff. But it's definitely worth it. Like you have to show if I'm going to tell other people to do this, then I should be doing it myself, you know? Um, or, yeah, my or, only argument to that is that we're competing against other SEOs that know about SEO. And they're so that is so true. And, <laughs> yeah. and depending on my, like, like, you know, my clients are therapists and counselors. Yeah it's so much easier. Like I can see certain clients where it's like, yeah. I can see really clearly that we could get them results super like, yeah. And within a time frame because it's an easy, it's kind of like an easy thing for me, but, yeah. but now I'm like, I'm competing against you guys. You guys know all the tricks of the trade. Like, Oh my goodness. Of course so there's true. like niche, there's like long tail niche SEO yes. terms and stuff like that. Like, but it's still way more competitive, I think, you know? Yeah, it's very hard to compete for just, like, web design or SEO. Even mm -hmm. for local searches, like, it's just carnage out there. Because, like, yeah, the, their level of knowledge. I mean, it's a good thing in that, like, people know what they're doing. But it's a bad thing when you're trying to beat them. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> these 
huge organizations that like they have teams that write content and yeah. you know like I've written like keyword guides before and then I look at like Ahrefs like huge guide mm. and I'm like I'm never gonna compete against that like they're spending you know they've got the re anyway yeah like so, some of the HubSpot ones are so long yeah. like so so long yeah so you guys definitely definitely there is a, a kind of a, a harder component because we are competing against other seos out there so it, it's hard but we we still should be able to demonstrate long tail long tail search yeah. strategy agreed yeah, that's true. yeah. so um mm-hmm. that's why my blogs come in really handy as well because i've been able to like screenshot any like featured snippets or page one listings and video thumbs and everything yeah. And because I can't do that for my clients, really, because it's really, I, I'd feel awkward asking them anyway, because it's kind of like an invasion into that's their marketing strategy. And they don't necessarily want the world to know where if it's my own, I can just put that wherever. So yeah. that's been really good. So, yeah. And, and I think the, the last part of that is that your co- your website needs to be coded appropriately. So that's my other, yeah. like whenever people are like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm talking to this other SEO. And then I look at their site and like. They have duplicate pages, broken links. Like it's their site's a mess. Mm, that's yeah. that's kind of interesting. I love like, I love when I get emails from SEOs. They're like, "Hey, you have a broken link, <laughs> like a, as a pitch." Have you guys ever gotten? Well, you <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I get it. those all the time. I'm like, I'm an SEO. Like, at least look at what I do before sending me this pitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Google gets those as well because uh, I think John oh. Mueller showed that before, and he literally gets emails to Google. To optimize Google better. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's automated, I guess, right? Well, I don't know. Yeah, it must yeah, be. It has to be. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when so they're like, angry. it's funny when they're like, we spent some time looking at your website and we noticed that you could use some SEO work. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Imagine sending yeah. that to Google, like, oh, how embarrassing yeah. for them. <laughs> That's funny. But what's, and then Google actually did hire SEOs for their stuff because they are not allowed to like, just rank their internal like documents on page one. What do you one. mean they're not allowed? <laughs> well, not not allowed, but like they're not supposed to like talk to each other. I don't know. There's just weird stuff in Google. Like they're... some people know the algorithm, and then if other people oh, right. ask them a question, right. they're not allowed to say back like anything. They're supposed to be like kept in the dark as well. And I think they had an issue ranking their. Um, it was actually helpful documentation, and it wasn't ranking. And they actually hired SEOs to get their like documentation website ranking better. Isn't that's that crazy? Funny. That's <laughs> awesome. So yeah, maybe the people who send the emails are onto something, you know? Um, <laughs> Wait, I just got an SEO job SEO. with Google. <laughs> Google needs SEO. Oh um, so this one is that Jack Dorsey has <gasps> resigned from Twitter. No. Um, this was on the 29th of November. He did like a screenshot of his email um, because he wants to show that Twitter Inc. is the most transparent company in the world. Uh, I don't know. I'm just very meh on this. Okay, fine. He's resigned. Like, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Anybody have any strong opinion? Uh, I mean, I I followed Twitter like when it was coming out and kind of getting going and I bought his book, the 140 characters, and I actually, mm. I did a tweet about it, and he retweeted me, and oh, commented. Cool. So I was like, "Woohoo! Look at That's me!" That's amazing. But um, yeah, I think these like tech guys have gotten off, you know, doing making tons of money and 
in very mm. powerful positions and I don't I don't know. It's it's like they're um they're part of an elitist class that just I don't know. Like who am I to say anything about what they're doing? I, I don't I they don't care. We're not don't social care. media people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have no opinion about this now. It's joking. true. No. Yeah, maybe social media people feel very one way or the other well, about this. I don't know. Is there someone who's um, already lined up to take his place? Or yeah, uh, I'm totally out of the loop. On yeah, this. yeah. So oh, yeah, Brett um, Taylor. I'm trying to find it now. Okay, so yeah. Parag yeah. becomes their CEO. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. Basically, he's like, I'm just not driving this bus anymore. I'm going to have somebody else drive it. Like that's it. Yeah. Like it's not like he was the drunken pilot that was flying the airplane and then is like, oh, I got busted and I got to switch this. Uh, like he's just, it's, I don't know when. Um, who's the guy that left? What didn't uh, Amazon Bezos left right? Didn't he? Oh, yeah. He didn't. He he did sell loads of his stock or something. Did he? Yeah, I thought he transitioned. Oh God, I, I can't don't know. remember. Whatever. Yeah. The thing's not going to shut off tomorrow because somebody leaves. I mean, the, the, yeah. the companies have grown beyond a point where it's like, oh, we're only going to do. I mean, if what uh, Zuckerberg ever leaves mm. Meta or Facebook, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like the the, the thing's going to keep going. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. fine. The original CEO of Twitter is leaving. Wow. Right. That's the news. Um. Let me go. Let me go check my toast. <laughs> Um, so we'll, we may as well move on to the next one. Um, so this was Google confirms that some sites can be stuck in algorithm penalty limbo <gasps> and not rank well for several oh, no. years. Oh my God. It is rare, but has happened. Um, oh. So this was covered by Barry Schwartz and there's an article on seroundtable.com. And you can see that in the newsletter as well. Anyone, anyone that's listening to the replay, you can actually go to my Twitter account, Proximo Webs, and you'll see in my profile that newsletter. So you can click into any of these articles to read them. Um, so John Mueller said in a Friday Hangout that in rare situations, some sites can get stuck in a kind of a black hole and not be able to recover because Google stopped updating that algorithm. Oh. And then the site might not be able to recover from several years. Um so it could be that at some point, um, algorithms reviewed the website and just had, a, it was they decided that it was an awful website and it shouldn't be returned on search. And then for whatever reason, um, th that part of the algorithm just took a really long time to be updated again. And sometimes that can be several years. Wow. Sounds like uh, Google like, but it's purgatory. Rare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that awful? That's um, awesome. You know what they need to do? They need to hire a guy to submit a site map. <laughs> and then, that'll, then that'll fix it. Yeah, yeah. And you can't use the one that you got with the website. You need to like no. create yeah. it from scratch copy yourself. Paste, through every copy page. and paste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, this kind of makes sense. Like we know the alg like the massive thing that is the algorithm. It's like so many components. <clears throat> It's complex. I mean, but this could happen. I don't know. It just, it's like part of life. Like things can break or like, I mean, it's unfortunate. You wouldn't want this to happen, but I'm sure. Do they say like, there's anything you could do or is like, kind of like you're stuck and there's nothing that you do to get out of this kind of loop thing. 
Yeah, um, and, and actually John Mueller did say like, um, so he said, uh, I would say like at least technical things they resolve very quickly. Um, so I think he maybe means like if it was just a technical issue and you know, Google will kind of forgive you for that. Um, but uh, he said the kind of the I don't know weird things stuck in the algorithm side, I would say that's a lot rarer nowadays, but especially if something happened, I don't know, five, 10 years ago and your website is kind of stuck in a weird limbo state, then that's something where reaching out and seeing if there's something weird is, all, is always worthwhile. Um, mm. So I think definitely in a scenario like that, you could actually attend a Google Hangout with John Mueller right. um, and let him know, look, you know, maybe it's a client that you picked up or something, but they might be able to trace it back for years that they were doing well and then maybe something happened um, huh. and that they they have fixed everything now or whatever, but you've been trying to rank them and you can, you know, maybe, maybe, you never know. It is rare, so it wouldn't be like the first thing you would go to, but I guess if you exhausted absolutely every single other thing um, and also John Miller is just very helpful and in Hangouts, like you can... You can attend a hangout with him and you can actually drop the like URL of a website that you're working on, like into the chat during the thing. And then like sometimes he picks it up during or he gets back to people after the hangout. Um, and I haven't heard of anyone kind of saying like he never got back to them. So I think if he says he's going to, it seems like he does because I haven't heard otherwise. Um, so that's a very helpful service. And like we normally don't get any support for anything. <laughs> So right. it's nice just having somebody there that you could go to the hangout and have your question, have your URL ready and kind of be like, look, I think this might be one of the rare things. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's so, the thing with automation is like, you know, you, you think these systems are working or you think things are happening mm. and then, you know, some weird, I mean, we're... Hillary, you're a coder, so you know, like sometimes a bug shows up and you're like, oh crap, I didn't realize this was doing that, you know? Yeah. I, I I had a piece of code that uh, it was a contact, old contact form that uh, was on a website that I had it CC me because I was testing it. And it was a form that we never really used. And then like one day I, ch I checked my email, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and it was, it was like, it was like an email from some from the website, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And I found it. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that piece, that thing that was just out there." You know, so mm. it, it it I could understand it can happen just because of the sheer amount of information that's automatedly being indexed and crawled, and you know, so yeah. yeah. I mean, it's nice that he admits it. You know, he could have just been like, "Oh no, we're perfect. We don't do anything wrong." True. But yeah, worse. Yep. That's worse because that's <laughs> not true. But yeah, that's yeah. why, like, all this, like, this is why we exist. That's why <clears throat> he, like, his job role is there. And that's why there's so much dialogue and constant contact between us and Google. We're, like, constantly, although I don't like these SEOs that are, like, so negative. They're, like, it's all Google's fault. And they're, like, constantly criticizing. Because um, I don't feel like that's, I don't know, just not very constructive. But anyway, there needs to be, we've talked about this, how like, it's such, uh, it's kind of interesting that, that when there's pushback on certain things, like the title tag stuff, for example, sometimes Google does actually make decisions based off the pushback. So it's kind of a, a ongoing conversation, I guess. Yeah, I just... I know there's probably SEOs are like, oh, well, Google said that it can do that. So that's why 
your sites that way and they don't mm. do the work or whatever. I don't know. It's, yeah, I, it feels like that's awful. the exception, not the rule, though. Exactly. Like. If it's rare, it's probably not that. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so Italy find Google and Apple. Um, this is an interesting one. This was on TechCrunch.com. And it was for aggressive data practices. Now, they are appealing, as, of course, they always do appeal. Um, they were fined $10 million a apiece uh, by Italy's Competition and Market Authority, um, which found that they didn't provide their users with clear enough information on commercial uses of their data in violation of the country's consumer code. Mm. Um, so they, were, they didn't reply, but they're both appealing. Um, Google is accused of omitting relevant information at the account creation phase and as consumers are using its services. Information the regulator says should be providing in order for people to decide whether or not to consent to its use of their data for commercial ends. And they've also accused Apple of failing to immediately provide users with clear information on how it uses their information commercially when they create an Apple ID or access its digital stores such as the App Store. So just, you know, there's always these things going on. I don't know. I just, we've covered so many of these, haven't we? Like, they're always in trouble. <laughs> it's just normally Google, well, maybe. But yeah. I, I think it's a American, it's the American thing of like, we just, we'll, we'll start something and then we'll figure out the rest later. So, mm. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think they even know how it's all used. Like, I think there's literally the whole departments where people yeah. are like, oh, I thought you're doing this. No, you're doing that. Oh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I'd say it's a mess in there. I often thought about like that. I often thought about the code that runs Facebook and what an absolute mess it must be. Right. Yeah. Like, I'd say everything is just holding together by an absolute string on yeah. the internet in general. <laughs> you know, and yeah, like, we want to scare people, you know. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think this is a, a good case though of like American kind of values and and you know what we hold as important. It differs than than like the European markets. You know, I mean, we're in the U.S. We're just now getting up to speed on privacy standards that mm. you know the U.K. and um, EU have set from the outset. You know, yeah. And you guys, I mean, like your countries have the most social like democracy kind of component where you're okay mm. that you know the government has your birthday social security number everything all centralized so that way you can go to a doctor and yeah. go fill out for insurance and it's all in one place in the u.s we have like 50 million databases everybody has bits and pieces of information yeah in fact i'm having a background check done just for this this thing and um they're like oh sorry there's going to be delays in the courts because we have to re remove date of birth off it everyone's something something in your record because there's a new thing new law that was just passed so we have to do that so mm. i'm like what this is insane like why i i don't care if the government knows who i am and the state knows i want all my data yeah. in one spot like i'd like to have one travel card one one way that all my information is there i'm okay with it because you know i'm not doing silly things and i don't think the government's going to take its time to screw me over because there's other people that, that probably need to be screwed over i don't know so, yeah, Sorry. that's a little bit of a um, rant. There's a rant. We got a rant. We definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Is it? It's not this room without like multiple rants. Um. Yeah. We we have to do that. That's that's what the room is for. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, like uh, we definitely take privacy really like 
seriously in Europe and I think Ireland was pointed out recently I can't for the life of me remember how but someone said something about Ireland being like one of the most stringent um I can't remember what the context was now but maybe some company that operates here or something like that that like even within Europe you have certain kind of common stuff but then like we have our own laws then in Ireland that are still very kind of privacy centric and stuff um but uh, yeah, there are more, there's more things coming in in America like that all the time as well. But I suppose for America, then it's kind of state by state and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Texas I reminds so us. confusing because you don't know, like, depending what state you're at in, it's totally different laws and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And Texas reminds us like every other day that they came in under a union. So they're technically, we have a <laughs> treaty with them. They're not technically a state. I mean, they are a state, but anyway. Oh, they have rules. So Texas anyway. likes to do things very differently, don't they? Oh, yeah. Mm. But they, they just like to do it because they're like, we're Texas, so we're just going to do the opposite of what everybody else wants to do. Or they're like, <laughs> we're going to do what you asked us to do because we decided to do it, not because, exactly. not because you gave us money or you told us we have to do it. The one thing that unifies everybody is that they're suing Google, and I think everybody agrees with it. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go, the unified people with our, like, suspicion of Google. <laughs> well, yeah. when you're that big, you're eventually going to screw things up, so... Yeah, I, yeah. And in and, and their defense, I think, honestly, they didn't know, like, they don't even know how that's all being used, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm interested in that case, actually. It'd be interesting to see. Probably next year we might get something. Oh, God knows. It'll probably take years and years and years. Um... <laughs> Because they've got good lawyers and they just push stuff back, don't they? So it's oh, you be like they push it back, push it back. Like An American sentiment for businesses: as soon as they're sued for anything, they're like, "We're appealing." Like, yes, you guys are. Yeah. You guys are sitting there with the matches and the gas can. Yeah, we're in still ten years' appeal. time, we probably still won't know. Yeah, it'll still be an appeal <laughs> going on. <laughs> so. Uh, the next tweet is that um, Google's mo- so Google has dropped its mobile first indexing deadline and yeah. it's after leaving it um, open ended. So this is from Barry Schwartz. Um, this is actually it was a link to searchengineland.com um, and an article by Barry. So this was on November 26th um, and Google said that because of some difficulties that some sites may have moving to mobile first indexing, it has decided not to, to not move those sites over yet. Um, I think that's a really good thing. You know, I, I just I don't want people that are like have struggling businesses and they don't have any money to invest in their website and they're maybe running an old version of something and they never really got the whole mobile thing done you know i just you know i don't kind of if maybe they won't appear on mobile as much i don't know what way they do the algorithm but they had they should be allowed to come up on desktop search results the same um so i think i think it's a good thing i like to kind of accommodate like you know it's just so it's so kind of like punitive on websites to be like well this is the way it is and if your website isn't good on mobile well now you don't get your desktop ranking either well mobile um, phones have only been around for a while but yeah, yeah like no i get it like the the cost for doing business are, they're increasing like yeah you know you can't you can't have your cousin build a website and then trust that it's going to be good five ten years from now like yeah and like i wouldn't expect those websites to rank well on mobile so maybe they'll do something around that being like okay these websites like 
will if somebody searches it on desktop they can come up but yeah. maybe they're a bit lower for like a mobile search you know what i mean yeah. um so whatever way they'll decide to do that but i'm glad that it's not so kind of punitive that like they would lose all of their traffic um so just it's for, so like, interesting because older... there's been a couple things that ha- like google has loosened up on loosened up on right like the core mm. web vitals like is yeah. it, was it because of the pandemic like it's like Let's no, I think loosen it's loosen up on everything because we're all kind of stressed out already. I I think it's because a lot of the major brands didn't do pay, you know quick page speed because they didn't care because yeah. they're a major brand and so then they're maybe. like, wait, you're going to penalize us? They're like, no way, screw that. Yeah, mm. well, maybe it's changing also how Google. I don't know. Maybe there'll be like in the future there'll be recommendations, but it is really in their favor t- to to rank everybody like mobile or not right so yeah i don't know i mean for desktop search results it makes no difference okay i could see how it might be frustrating if you know you google something and when you clicked in it was a full desktop website that you really can't use and anyway they're gonna naturally they don't need to do anything in the algorithm for that really because if it's a bad experience the people aren't gonna stay on the website and so it's gonna slide off anyway um, right. on mobile at least but I think you know for like the desktop experience just keep it separate for the moment like just to I don't know I just there's some websites they're still kind of chugging along but people don't have the money to invest in it like this second because Google decided that this is the deadline you know um, yeah. so yeah well, it's I think- just it's interesting how like Google puts these rules but then it's kind of like, well, but wait, yeah. who are you to put the, like, yeah, you're Google, but you're not the owner of the internet. Like, we can do whatever you want. If you want to create, like, a Flash website, go and do that. That's <laughs> so true. Gosh. <laughs> they control everything that we do. Yeah. Well, that's because um, we let them. I mean, that's the other thing is we're, you know, human beings are naturally inclined to the path of least resistance. So... If Google's the better search engine, that's what everybody's doing. Even if you're violently opposed to some of their business practice, you're still going to use them because they're the largest. It's so, true. I mean, it's the other unfortunate. Thing, the other thing I think that my interpretation of this, too, is that I remember, um, bef- I don't know, I want to say, I don't know, eight, ten years ago, everyone was talking about mobile or mobile, whatever. In a way, it was like, it's going to take over everything. And yes, like, more people have phones. Phones are faster. The experience is amazing, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But I I still feel like a lot of people, like, we all like our computers. We like the big screens. Um, and if anything, there's some opportunities to still have, I don't know, like, there's generations that, like, the phone is too small. Like, um, mm. you know, where baby boomers are retiring. They're using, like, tablets a lot because reading on a phone is... Anyway, there there might be something there where Google also is like, okay, mobile is important and we want mobile-friendly websites, but people are still going to use their computers. They're still, versus, uh, you know, before it was like, everybody's going to like just switch to their phone and then like nothing else is going to exist. And that's just not true, right? Um, so there yeah. could be something there where they've got some data and they're like, okay, well, this isn't that important. Like we're still ranking websites on a desktop, um, you know, it's so true yeah like a lot of um b2b businesses you know they might see that actually their desktop traffic always outweighs um mm-hmm. mobile because you know people are in their office googling whatever exactly. the business service is that they need um, exactly yeah 
So yeah, there's loads of scenarios where, you know, your mobile traffic might be minimal anyway. Yeah, it um, depends on, on your, your industry. Yeah, yeah depending, depending on your target absolutely. market, your business, your industry, like everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I definitely know, though, that um, like if you look at, um, oh, crap, what's the right way to say that? Majority world nations uh, like Africa, uh, there's a significant number of people that use mobile and that's their primary means to access the Internet. Oh, that is true. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree with that. I just feel like. I don't know. I feel like 10 years ago was like this whole thing where it was like, it's going to just take over everything and we're not going to have, and it's just, we've all just upgraded. We've like upgraded our phones and upgraded our computer. Well, yeah. First world countries, maybe. Mm. Um, I guess it just, again, depends on what your industry is and like, who's your target audience. So if you do have a target audience where, um, well here in Argentina, like, yeah, phones, people use their phones because they're, much more accessible and it's yeah people run businesses on their phones so Mm. if you have a target audience that's that then obviously you want to make sure that your um, online experience whatever your service you're giving um, and even things like whatsapp and like here whatsapp is this huge business tool that people use because it's it's easy right too i think the same thing it's like that's that's how you reserve rooms that's how you make payments yeah it's really interesting. Mm. It is. So in America, we don't, I don't have this. I think this is in the US only at the moment, uh, web stories. But I don't know how prevalent they are in the US either. So this came up, um, this is from Brody Clark, who's at Brody SEO on Twitter. Um, and he's just showing um, a test where Google's showing web stories on page one of mobile in the visual stories unit. Um, for a ton of high volume queries and he said safe to say my interest in web stories will be reinvigorated if rolled out more widely um and he just has an example of so he searched mirrors and basically you can see what are called visual stories um this is vertical video or i think i don't know if it can be like a slideshow of images or something for stories actually either because we don't have them yet um but they are so prominent they're like above the local results um oh. it looks like they're like to the top of the page um now underneath he went into his google search console so he kind of made it that the search type was web for the last three months query chrome and then he has his page okay so he's got it all narrowed down to the one page that triggers it um and he said worth mentioning that click-through rate is unlikely to be high for this feature. A test web story I created currently ranks in the visual stories unit for the term Chrome, um, while over half a million impressions has only 72 clicks. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. So go so ahead, finish. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I just, I think web stories is really fascinating and I'd love to have it to like experiment with it. Um, but to my knowledge, it's only in the US now. And it looks like even it's not coming up like all the time in the US. So it might just be, you know, they're doing small yeah. bits of it. I don't know if you have you seen these results at all, Joshua? No, I haven't. As your mm. resident American, no. My resident American, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually have a few clients who've invested in web stories and I'm ah. not surprised by this um 
this comment by Brody Clark because mm. this is what we've been finding. Like there have been like it's definitely been ranking the website. Like they've been ranking, right? Because yeah. they'll rank like but then the click through rate um is not super ideal. Um it mm. seems like the user just stays because they're kind of imitating like an Instagram story, right? Or a social yeah. story. And yeah. I don't know. People, it's interesting. It's interesting how like all these different channels kind of like morph and play around with each other. And like Google was like, let's do this thing called story web stories and see what happens. But yeah, um, I don't. I told this client like because I didn't actually recommend doing web stories. They decided to do it because someone else pitched them on it. Um, and mm -hmm. I was like, "That's fine. I'll help you monitor the results and let's see what happens." And like they've gotten, they've been ranked, but we haven't been able to really see like the return back to their site on that. So mm. it's um, I think yeah, it depends on your industry too. Like it could be more like visual things. Like yeah, if you're like a designer, like some design terms or like recipes or those sort of things might be, I don't know, interesting. Mm. Yeah, I love when people share stuff like this because like it helps people like you then to kind of go, okay, good, this is something that I can like show to my client or I can just compare like his experience with what am I seeing. Um, so I love when people share this kind of stuff because you know, you could be thinking like, have we done something wrong here that we have like all these impressions and just nobody clicking through to the website or whatever. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, the nice other thing, <clears throat> this client, the person who pitched them, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning about the sitemap fee thing. But mm. this person, like, I think they're legit and everything and that's fine. But they were like, Google is, they actually told them that Google was like um what's the word like giving like brownie points kind of to people who are experimenting with web stories and i was ah. like whoa 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 like just because google rolls out like web stories isn't that new it's like over a year old no yeah um, i heard about yeah. it a while ago yeah but they they were like pitched this idea that like oh google's rolling out this feature and the people who are using it are getting like extra points in their rankings mm. i'm like that's not how it works guys <laughs> like like it's a nice idea but i don't think so um anyway it's it's interesting how yeah like it's good to try things that you know are out there but there has to be also a business case and also yeah a period i always recommend to my clients like let's experiment with this like if you're willing to invest you know a couple months maybe a quarter six months mm. and then like actually see is this like worth it right definitely that's interesting i Maybe it's the type of clients that I work with or prefer to work with, but um, I try to bucket different tactics um, or things to watch out for in like levels or buckets. So somebody asked me a question like, oh, I want to do schema markup on my website. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. That's like a 200 or 300 level SEO approach because you still have broken links or you still have missing meta descriptions or you don't know even know what your core pages are like there's elements and components that i think in the my workflow it's like let's get rid of the let's get the basic stuff all sorted out and straightened out and then now let's get to the next level of seo and so a lot of these like newer technologies and newer programs uh i'm i'm a i guess i definitely am like more of a wait and see person like i i don't i try not to be an early adopter to those things because 
I've watched too much stuff come out, like AMP pages or... Um, yeah. Literally was on the tip of my tongue as well. Yeah, it's like, there's all this new stuff, so it's like, oh, this is the next next new thing. I'm like, eh, I'm going to wait until the data comes out. And you if know? my client's success depends on this new technology making or breaking them, then I that's just not how I prefer to run things. So No, no, I totally agree. And the thing was, the client came to me when they were already kind of, they were like, we're doing web stories. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to know what I think? Or, uh, but I think also, what was I going to say? Yeah, I love this, what you're saying. Like, foundation first. Like, you have broken mm -hmm. links. Like, you can't be... I mean, you can do schema, but it's kind of like throwing away efforts, right? Um, if you don't totally. have a nice... I mean, you could totally go to Vegas and, like, put, put the money on you know, a specific number because somebody else succeeded in that, but you don't know for sure that that's going to work. You want to kind of know what the odds mm -hmm. are. But again, some people are willing to pay for it. Like, um, I'm, I'm finding that I don't work well with, um, companies that are on the cutting edge of technology and pushing forward. So like one of the companies I'm working with is a cryptocurrency company. Their stuff's changing every day, new concepts, new ideas. And so their SEO plan, they can't wait six months to a year for stuff to, happen or work they yeah but but investing in all this new stuff doesn't necessarily mean again just because it's new it's not like oh it's going to be faster like that's the other thing this client i think the issue is that this whole concept of like a silver bullet like one thing right like mm -hmm. this yeah. one thing i'm going to do web stories boom my sites and i was trying to explain to this client this just it's just more organic you have to think about it as like you know, if you want a healthy body, it's not just about drinking celery juice in the morning. It's like you have to do a couple of things. You probably want to do some exercise and then look at food and also, you know, mental health. And the same thing mm -hmm. kind of goes with search marketing. It's kind of like the, that's why I love it. Um, it's it's more, yeah, integrated, holistic, right? Yeah. Um, and it can change. Like, like you said, the client can have a broken link and then they're investing in like something else. And it's like, okay where you know where are you putting your money in your yeah yeah so and with Brody's test as well like where you get like half a million impressions you get 72 clicks and even just visually looking at the numbers in his screenshot is just so shocking looking like five three two zero nine zero impressions clicks seven two like it's That's quite crazy. so poor and you know is a client going to be happy with like brand awareness? Maybe you'll get some brand awareness, but that depends how you built the story as well. Like, is your branding in there? Um, but are, like, are they, you know, are you happy to, to just get like brand awareness from maybe just the impressions, but you're maybe not going to get like physical leads and sales and, you know, inquiries necessarily because they're not clicking through. Um, I mean, I could see... You know, I could see something for like just brand awareness if you could build it in a way that like you're making sure that your colors and your logo and everything is kind of like built into what you're making. Um, but it is interesting. It's this kind of move as well from Google where you're really digesting so much content in the search page without clicking through. And this is such a bone of contention with SEOs as well. And I think it's rightfully so to kind of have like a sharp eye on Google for some of this stuff because at what point do we go, hang on a minute, our websites, imagine if this happened like for a whole website, for all like web search, everything, 
that they were just kind of scraping the content and presenting it and nobody was actually clicking through anymore. Right. You know? Um, that's where it does kind of get a bit worrying because you go, God, like, yeah, if they have this thing for stories that's taking up that much space, then they have, like, the local pack, maybe, if it was triggered. Or they have people also ask where, you know, people might just expand that to see the snippet that they have and they may or may not click through. They might have got their answer in the bit that was presented in the actual search page. What else do we have? Like, there's there are other things where, you know it's more impressions than it is clicks yeah and that's where you get the 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 you know vanity or uh vanity um stats you know Mm. it's like oh hey look there's all this stuff happening and it's like okay but how does that convert to business or how is that actually helping yeah it's interesting yeah um and it, to be honest, it makes SEO really important. If we're stuck with this, we can push back as a community, but also, you know, it gets harder. If it's getting harder to incentivize the click, you know, the SEO community, in my opinion, is just incredibly inventive and creative and also like shares knowledge with each other and as a community to kind of lift the whole, the skill of the thing up. Um, and I feel sure that like whatever Google comes up with, you know, if it's going to be negative um, for the businesses that are putting the effort into their websites and they're not getting the reward, we'll be A, pushing back, but we'll be B, doing things to make sure that we have the best chance of getting that click in, even if it's been made hard, you know? Yeah. Um like a lot of people they kind of if they're going for like a featured snippet or a people also ask I don't know if they still put links in but they were like you know just if you have a link in that paragraph as well at least you have another chance for someone to click through you right. know there's like little things maybe that we would be able to do um so yeah but in all though it is exciting as well so I don't want to like stop innovation but uh you know, I think it also depends on the type of search, right, and the intent. Because if it's if it's like how tall is Danny DeVito, then like the what yeah. you see in the Google results, like unless you're doing some sort of research and you want like a full biography, then so yeah, it's it's kind of like the recommendation also depends on again the industry, on the website, on the business, on like how are they monetizing things, and and also. Yeah. Um, having a variety of different search results, right? Like, so if you have one, like, people ask, like, that's not going to kill the, mm. the, the re- like, okay, that's okay. Like, yep. even if people aren't clicking through, like, maybe they get a, uh, you know, a quick look at your brand name. And so that, like, gets into their unconscious, subconscious yeah. brain. And, then and you're they, still on page one. I mean, you still yeah. have the best chance at click through because you've landed on in on mm-hmm. page one to be there. So, yeah, like, it's still yeah. definitely... Um, Definitely good, but one to keep an eye on. Um, so that's it. That is the end of this week's Tweets of the Week. I am so it. happy to have my Woo-hoo. co-hosts back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so happy. <laughs> Sorry, hus- husband. <laughs> Poor hubby. Yeah, he was really good, though. <laughs> um, he was good. He was. He is really funny as well, so like that helped. Uh, that's awesome. But yeah. Um, thank you so much, everybody. This has been the SEO Tweets of the Week. 
We are the Web Design and SEO Club on Clubhouse. We also are the Web Design and SEO Club podcast. Um, if you go to seopodcast.club, that will actually bring you to the Anchor Podcast page, seopodcast.club, um, where you can see uh, there's like Spotify, there's Apple Podcasts. It's just gone live a few days ago as well on Google Podcasts. So wherever you want to listen, um, you can listen to some replays if you if you weren't here live. Um, yeah, I don't have anything to say else except that Cynthia and Joshua would you like to let people know where they can find you next yeah I'm gonna let Joshua go first <laughs> wait you're good you gotta leave oh right but I have two minutes oh, okay <laughs> I might mine's five I have a five minute outro I'm just kidding <laughs> hang on hang on I'll give you music no, no. okay so <laughs> you can you can find me here on Clubhouse um Tuesdays at 8 a.m Pacific Standard Time SEO fundamentals. Uh, we are working through the ABCDs of SEO, kind of explaining different concepts and ideas, and then we do a little Q and A afterwards. I'm here in this room, and then occasionally I pop into uh, other rooms. You can look at my profile above and follow me there. And um, I was going to say one thing. Oh, I want to hang out with. If anybody wants to hang out after this, I'll start another room and we can chat for a bit and catch up uh, like Adam and Renee. That'd be cool. All right. That's it for me. Go ahead, Cynthia. I'll let you a minute. Thanks, Joshua. Um, yeah. <laughs> My name's Cynthia. Um, I specialize in SEO for therapists and counselors. You can get more information about my work at digitalbloomiq.com. And I also have a podcast. Hillary is, um, we're on doing a show together tomorrow. It's not going to come out till the end of December, but we're recording it tomorrow. Um, and we're actually going to be talking about be best website platforms for small businesses. It's going to be really fun. Uh, the podcast is called Digitally Overwhelmed. And I talk all things SEO, digital marketing in a hopefully non-overwhelming way. Thanks, Hillary. Thanks, Joshua. This is so fun. Oh, love it. I love this room. I'm so happy to have like you back. And uh, thank you so much for coming in. So we're going to do an after party room, Joshua, are we? Yes, I am. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, right. yeah, let's do it. Um, okay. So we're going to sign off. This has been the live podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. It really like spurs us on and we have a lot of fun doing this room. Um, and so we are going to end the room. I'm Hilary Quinn. I am an Irish web designer that specializes in SEO. We're doing this every week, Thursday at 6.30 p.m. And then the podcast goes up on Friday. Sometimes maybe Thursday night if I'm up to it, but maybe not today because I want to go to the after party. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I am going to end this room. Thank you so much for listening. Um, do subscribe if you're listening to the replay or find our club, Web Design and SEO Club. Bye, everybody. Bye.